Hey, everybody. Welcome to Monday Motivation. This is how to pass NCLEX as well, which is a huge part of just staying motivated is getting the education that you need to get your nursing license, which is the goal, which is the goal. So come on in. Let me know where you're from in the comments. This is also an amazing opportunity if this is your first time to follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's do that together because we are a community. We are always studying. This is where it happens. We're going to talk about critical thinking today. Critical thinking today. Are you down for this study session? It's going to be a quick, intensive one. So let's just get into it. We're going to look at questions. We are going to look at questions. Good afternoon. It's Monday. It's Monday, Monday, Monday. All right. So our first question is this. Ready, Mary? I'm so glad you're ready. At a senior citizens meeting, a nurse talks with a client who has diabetes mellitus type 1. Okay. Which statement by the client during conversation is the most predictive of a potential for impaired skin integrity? Here are the options. Number one, I give my insulin in my thighs. Two, Sometimes when I put my shoes on, I don't know where my toes are. Three, here are my up and down glucose readings that I wrote on my calendar. Or four, if I bathe more than once a week, my skin feels too dry. So here, guys, we are breaking down a scenario. We're breaking down a question stem, and we are looking for risks. All right, we are evaluating our clients' risks by analyzing cues that they say. So I give my insulin in my thighs. Sometimes when I put my shoes on, I don't know where my toes are. Three, here are my up and down glucose readings that I wrote on my calendar. Or if I bathe more than once a week, my skin feels dry. Oh my goodness. I see a lot of choices between two and four. And because we are looking for a potential for impaired skin integrity, those two make sense that you guys are uh, choosing. But there is one which is better than the other one, okay? We're looking for the most predictive. And so that's going to be number two. That's going to be two. Sometimes when I put my shoes on, I don't know where my toes are. So very good if you were able to discriminate between uh, those two. Hey. Also, I want to tell you guys that right now we are in the middle of our 30-day challenge where we do just this, where we look at the content from the virtual trainer and the Quick Facts book. We're doing a 30-day challenge with these books. So if you have these books, you need to tap in uh, by going to remarnurse.com forward slash 30 days. If you don't have these books, if you don't have these books, and you want to see what it's like to study the content, to focus the content, tap in as well. So the reason why two, the reason why two is better than four is because uh, two was talking about the, the, the client not knowing or having a lack of sensation in part of their body, right? Four is just talking about the skin being dry. So we are more concerned about the clients not feeling pain or pressure, because these are the type of patients who have a higher risk for impaired skin integrity. 
Okay. Um, shout out to shout out to Nurse DeWitt who says, "Hi, I passed my NCLEX PN on the second of this month. Wow, literally just days ago. Thanks to you and the Remar family. That is you guys. Uh, so amazing, amazing, amazing. You are a Monday motivation. I love to see it." I love to see it. Okay, we are jumping back in. We're diving back into the content because this is where we need to be in order to do well on this big test that we have coming up called the NCLEX. Question two says this, the nurse is preparing a client for a cholecystectomy. In classifying the type of surgery, according to the purpose, a cholecystectomy belongs to, number one, is it a diagnostic surgery? Two, a palliative surgery or palliative, depends on who you ask. <laughs> Three, a constructive surgery. Or four, an ablative surgery. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Basic terms. This is the fundamentals of nursing, getting past the hard words. The correct answer. Let me see what you got on the screen. Good morning. Yes. We are past the good mornings and we are into the content, guys. So if you're just joining us, we have a very serious question presented to us. The cholecystectomy, what type of surgery is this? Is it diagnostic surgery, palliative surgery, constructive surgery, or ablative surgery? Okay. I love that I see here a lot of people just giving it a go. And some people are like, hey, I don't really know, but I'm going to try. The correct answer is ablative surgery in the idea that it is going to remove a part of the body and a not so good part of the body, a diseased part of the body. So let me look, just go back for one second to look at the other definitions. Did you get this one right? So the diagnostic surgery, we are expecting that procedure to be something like a biopsy right? Where we are trying to um, determine what the cause of a situation is. Palli palliative surgery, palliative surgery, this is to reduce the symptoms of something. So we are doing it so the client can feel better. And I guess that you may think, well, if the client has a cholecystectomy, they may end up feeling better, but that's not the uh, that's not the initial idea of this surgery. Um, constructive surgery, we, we know with like plastic surgery or clients who are going through um, gender reassignment, you are actually forming, you're actually forming a new presentation. That's a constructive surgery. So a cholecystectomy wouldn't apply to that. But ablative, it would because you're taking away a part of the body that is not functioning properly, that is disease, that is causing, um, causing the patient to have a worse condition. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Question number three, is this a client who was recently diagnosed with heart failure? Heart failure. Um, is taking spironolactone, all right, spironolactone. The nurse knows that this medication is beneficial for clients with heart failure because, number one, it allows the mechanism of aldosterone to take place. Two, it promotes potassium excretion. Three, it decreases blood glucose levels. Or four, it inhibits cardiac hypertrophy. Mm. 
there is a lot to the content value that is placed in this question. This question, you guys, I want you to, I'm going to read it again. And I want you to look for what the question is asking you because I'm seeing the answers come up on the screen and the answers are not reflective of what you're being asked. It is reflective of you trying to show what you know. There's a difference. There's a difference. A client who was recently diagnosed with heart failure is taking spironolactone. The nurse knows that the medication is beneficial for clients with heart failure because, because, number one, two, three, or four. This is very important. This is why I say all the time, when you take NCLEX, make sure you're taking the test that they give you and not the test in your mind. Okay, there's a difference. Correct answer. I see, I see you guys changing. I see you guys turning, you're turning this thing around <laughs> based off of my prompting, okay? And that's okay that you're doing it while you're studying, but you have to be willing to do it. You have to be capable of doing it on your exam. So the correct answer is indeed number four, okay? The reason why it's number four is because we are talking about a client who has heart failure. And so we know the issue with heart failure. Your, your body is retaining fluid. Your body is retaining fluid in terms of um, the, the fact that it is not getting it from the, uh, it's, it's not getting the excretion from the kidneys, right? And so what the spironolactone does is it helps this congestive heart failure patient, this heart failure patient by preventing the enlargement of the heart, right? And it don't have nothing to do with the potassium. Um, the potassium sparing part, it's okay, all right? I mean, it's cool, but this person has an issue with their heart, the fluid retention. That is the benefit of taking spironolactone. And so, yes, it's cool to know some points about a medication, but it's cooler to know how it is keeping your patient alive. That's the cool part of it. So do you guys get that? All right. Okay. Shout out, shout out to the nurses who are passing. Let's go. Let's get into it again. I have another question. Question number four. The nurse is administering digoxin. One of the nursing considerations is, is to monitor the following electrolyte. Okay. The nurse is administering digoxin. One of the nursing, one of the nursing considerations is to monitor the following electrolyte. Um, is it one potassium, two sodium, three zinc, or four copper? What do you guys think? I see the answers rolling in. Shout out to over 200 nurses right now who are studying <laughs> with me on this Monday. You guys know how we do it every Monday. Show up, give it your all, and then keep it moving. We want to win this day. We want to win this day. And the way we can win this day is by um, small things, small decisions. That's what I've been talking about with Mark. Small decisions really affect a lot of other bigger things. 
So the correct answer for here, you guys are doing fantastic. The correct answer is going to be number one. You got that. Yes, when you're taking digoxin, you have to monitor your potassium levels. This is like nursing 101. This is like fundamentals 101. This is how you pass NCLEX. And a lot of you guys are saying, yes, now is my time to pass. I want to win. I want to get my license before the summer is over, before my kids go back to school. Some of you are testing very, very soon. And knowing information like the relationship between digoxin and potassium is crucial. Low levels um, of potassium can lead to arrhythmias in general, but especially when a person is taking digoxin, it can increase digoxin toxicity. All right, digoxin toxicity. So we're not worried about the sodium levels uh, being low because digoxin can actually increase the intracellular sodium levels. And we don't have to worry about digoxin interacting with zinc or copper at all. So if you um, if you have your quick facts for NCLEX, the five-star edition, in the back of this book, you guys know, it is the top pharmacology section, which is the top 100 drugs for your NCLEX, okay? This is the farm section in the back of the quick facts. During our 30-day challenge, we are going over quick facts and we're going over the virtual trainer workbook. So, hop into the 30-day challenge. We're just at the beginning of it. And every day, you guys know I, I, I go live on Mondays, but if you go to remarnurse.com forward slash 30, every day you will be getting a video of me going over this information from the virtual trainer. So tap into that. All right, we're going to get back into it. Um, and, and so we are talking about here the fundamentals. And so here is another one. All right. Um, a client is ordered for a paracentesis due to ascites. You got to know what those terms are. Paracentesis due to ascites. What instructions should the client um, be given just before undergoing paracentesis? Okay. So this is content based. Number one, MPO 12 hours before the procedure. Two, empty bladder before the procedure. Three, strict bed rest following procedure, or four, empty bowel before procedure. All right. What do you guys say? I see the answers rolling in. And you know what, guys? <laughs> you know what? You're doing really well today. Like if you showed up and was like, I'm going to give it 110%, you're doing that because um, I see I see the work that's being done on today. And it's so great to be able to start the week off in this way. So the correct answer um, is definitely going to be empty bladder before procedure. I didn't even have to wait. You guys knew that. All right. Because paracentesis for maybe my new nurses who are working. Uh, I'm sorry, for my new nurses who are working in nursing school right now, uh, you may not have come across this specific diagnostic procedure. But what we're doing is if we do a paracentesis on a patient, it is because they have accumulated large amounts of fluid in their abdominal region, their peritoneal cavity. This can be related to the heart failure that we were just talking about. But anyways, um, so because we're using a needle that is going to go through the umbilicus, the client needs to void or use the bathroom before the procedure so that they don't accidentally 
get their bladder stuck, okay? Because an ex a distended bladder can move a lot of things, right? Remember, if we talk about pregnant women, we tell them to void before we do a fundus assessment because if your bladder is full of urine, it can displace your uterus as well, too. So emptying bladders before these type of procedures are very, very important, all right? So did you get uh, this? Did you get this? section of questions correct if you did if you got four out of five there was like one that i could give that you may have missed but you should have at least gotten four out of five of these questions right if not that's okay just dive back into this content um i'm not going to keep you guys long my monday motivation i had one prepared but i this is the thought that's on my heart right now and it is just simply this you cannot learn what you think you already know. And this is a very powerful statement because when we are talking about studying for NCLEX, when we're talking about joining my 30-day challenge, this all takes place after you have been through a formal education in nursing school. After, I'm telling you guys, come study with me. Come, I'm telling you guys, get in the virtual trainer. You need to learn. But a lot of mentality that I come across with nursing students is that I already know what she's talking about. I already know this stuff. I know when she says content, I learned that in nursing school. And what I'm telling you guys is that there is a higher level of knowledge that is required, that is required for your board exams that you may not have had to prove that you know before this time. So what we learn in nursing school, what you're introduced in nursing school is great, but I am realizing the longer I stay in this space, that there is a gap of knowledge between nursing school and state board exams. However, if you have the mentality that I know everything and I don't need to learn, you will not be able to learn. You absolutely won't. It is impossible to learn what you think you already know. So what I'm saying is that with this opportunity that I give you guys every Monday, take advantage of it, okay? Um, with this opportunity of the 30-day challenge, usually I only do this once a year. I'm doing it right now because there is one student who will take advantage of it, and that student will be successful and get their nursing license. So if that is you, join the 30-day challenge, remarnurse.com forward slash 30. Come in with a desire and a expectation to learn something new. Come in with a desire to improve your critical thinking, with a desire to test your recall knowledge faster, right? Um, I like this. Tarika says, I, 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 I appreciate your reviews. I know I don't know it all. All right. And so that is that is the approach you have to take in studying for your board exams, in nursing in general, and in life. All right. You have to be open. You have to be open to being a student one more day. And so I'm asking you to be a student one more day. All right. One more day. Have that mentality. I'm learning today. I don't know everything. So um, that that is what I'm challenging you guys to do. I'm going to leave you with that. Jump into the 30-day challenge. Join me there. Remarnurse.com. Um, forward slash 30 days, okay? Be teachable, Mary, be coachable, always.
are Hello everyone, my name is Tiffany and I am a Remar nurse. I took my NCLEX on June 15th and I passed on the first try. I ordered the VT and took it in three weeks. I did the course in three weeks because I had already had my date set and you know this book and this the quick facts this stuff is the truth y'all i had a baby the last four months of nursing school and i was a little worried when i returned back to school from maternity leave because i was like feeling like i couldn't remember many things and you know i would just say that while taking my test i just was thanking god that i did the VT because there were things that I probably would not have remembered or been able to really critically think about had I not taken the course. So, you know, for those out there who need some extra encouragement, just take it from me. Like this is everything and I'm so grateful. And and the my favorite part, my favorite part about this is that the Remar team is faith based. That means a lot to me and it helped to reinforce and keep me encouraged with, you know, just the thought of, you know, with God, everything is possible. And that is so true. That is so true. So just continue to stay focused out there, y'all. Get the VT. Get the VT. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to do it. So.